right, friends. Welcome back to the Elise and John show. Hey, hi. John just did a, a hand motion of drumming because I just lectured him on how not to hit the table <laughs> during recording. So he just hand gestured a drumming sound, which technically you could have done with sound for effect. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been the time to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm still getting my, um, you know, I'm still getting my footing around this whole recording thing. Recording, <laughs> you know. It's okay. I, I sniffle all the way through and I have to edit that out. Anyway, welcome back, friends. Woo. Um, We today, this is Elise. I'm Elise, in case you don't know that. This is John. Hi. Hello. <laughs> if, the, if you all were on a Zoom with us right now, I'd raise my hand. That's what I did. I clicked the raise my hand button. Which he just did on the Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so today we're just going to have, we, we just came off of the Black and Funny Improv Festival along with the Twin Cities Improv Festival. John is clapping on Zoom right now. And uh, so we're just going to have a little chat, a little reflection on how that went. Now there's a party emoji on the Zoom. And... <laughs> We're just going to have a chat about how that went. I'm really excited to reflect on um, many things that I felt during the festival, particularly from being at Huge Theater for the first time ever, um, leaving thoroughly impressed with how safe of a space y'all are creating over there. So we're going to talk about all of it. And John was a producer, showrunner, yeah. founder of Black Improv, of Black and Funny. Yeah, that's right. First and foremost, let's just, what was your, yeah, your initial reaction? Or is there anything that you're just like ready to talk about? Well, I mean, look, this is, this is the first time that we, I, I think you too, yeah. did a festival after the pandemic. That's right. In-person type stuff. Yeah, it that was, was uh, outdoor primarily. That's right. It was outdoor. Well, it was all outdoors. I taught a class indoors, but we were very careful about that. We'll talk about that in a second about um, what happened on on that Saturday with the Delta variant and stuff. But um, so, yeah, it was all outdoors. Um, there was lots of shows. Uh, we did it. Uh, it was done at a museum, right? The Bakken Museum in Minneapolis. It was beautiful. And uh, they huge theater put on the festival on this beautiful rooftop. Um, stage setup with a big old tent yeah um some tech some some lights yeah and uh and the audience sat on on the lawn yeah and some chairs also as well it was really lovely yeah it was, it was lovely it was. our green room our green room was inside the museum which was a suppose is a castle that was built in the 20s which is an oxymoron but i'll take it why <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It just feels like castles are still built in the twenties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like a little late, bro. Now what are you doing? Yeah, but yeah. whatever. So if you want a castle, you should have your castle. Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, so I felt uh, just in general, I think that I had a heightened, a heightened breaking back into the joy because I also have a lot of personal things going on. So when I when I got there. And I was like, oh, it is actually time to feel some joy for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Right? 
And it was definitely a moment of having to turn on the light switch, like to flip the switch and be like, oh, okay, it's okay. Like now we can feel joy. Now we can laugh. Now we can be together. Now we can be in person. Now we can enjoy each other. Yeah. So that was um, hard to do. That's hard. Hard. It was It was definitely a, a conscious, it's, it's a, I feel like as we get into back into, or as we step into the new normal, right? Right. Um, new normal in many many ways but as we step into the new normal i think i think it is we do have to make conscious decisions to to get back into like a space of happiness if you know some people i feel like some people say that you know they've enjoyed the solitude and all that stuff but i think we just have to make a lot of conscious choices to re-engage and re-engage with joy yeah so um but i felt like and i've been saying this and i posted this on instagram um and facebook but i i feel like huge theater was the the ultimate space to break the seal in terms of a safe space oh say more um break the seal well in terms of a safe space yeah break the seal like post pandemic in person stuff yeah okay but the reason why it was the best place to break the seal is because of how safe uh like you, huge theater just has it down like um when we so i i i went and i watched shows i performed in one show i taught a workshop and i participated in the bipoc jam mm-hmm. and i can tell you that in every single space i felt i felt safe welcome there was no weirdness there was no ego there was no anything which is literally the first time i've ever felt true wholehearted safety wow in improv um that's a trip i'll 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 tell like i'll tell the one story that i think is the most important story for everybody in the improv community to hear and then and then john will will get your reflections also but like um i mean there's so many things particularly during the bipoc jam so we did a bipoc jam um and in the bipoc jam we had um Quite a big group. Like, how many people would you say were in the BIPOC jam? Oh, uh, before the photo, you never know because people come and go. Let's just say 20 to be on the... 20, yeah. So there were about 20 people there. And um, there were moments where we had there we had to gauge the group's comfort level about certain things. And the way that we asked that, that John and I believe... Jada. Jada was, was leading that as well. Yeah. Jada, who is a future guest on our podcast, Jada Pulley. Uh, we'll talk more about that as well, about what happened on Saturday um, and why we couldn't record live. But so John and Jada led a vote, an anonymous vote, right, yeah. about uh, our comfort level, about certain facets of what was about to happen in the, in the BIPOC jam. So one of the people who attend the BIPOC jam is, uh, uses a wheelchair to get around um, and their partner helps. They're older. Their partner is is white, and they are black. Uh, damn it. Well, let's just say they're black or indigenous, or they're a person of color. I don't want to say what uh, race they identify with, because then people can yeah. deduce. But let's just say their partner, though, is white. And we, mm-hmm. you know, look, things, we're still working on developing that ramp on the stage. It's narrow, but it it's compliant, but it's not good enough for that person's, like, setup. You know, like it's fine, but it's nice yeah. if it's there to help them. I know how to use yep. the, the the chair, and but also, as you know from the jam, I, I you know we're we're running a few things at the same time. 
it's hard to sure. stop one thing, but sometimes we stop. I'm rambling now. All right, you get it. I'll jump in after. But yes, yeah. that's the setup. It was it was helpful. It would have been helpful for the partner to be there, and the partner was white. is white. That's it. So to make, because this was a BIPOC jam, right? And to secure the safe space, what uh, John and Jada did was they had us put our heads down, close our eyes, and they asked the question to please raise our hands if we are comfortable with the white man being in the room for purposes of assisting his partner. Yeah. Or the other way around. Um, you know, either way. You can ask it either way. Exactly right, though. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, well, I actually appreciated that it was who's comfortable versus who's uncomfortable right like you know what yeah. i mean i actually appreciated that so what we did was and that's how we voted like so if somebody was uncomfortable they wouldn't raise their hand but they aren't the person now that everybody saw in the room being singled out for not being comfortable you know yeah. so that was that was to me so important and i think that that can be done for so many things credit to jada um yeah, credit to Jada Pulley. Uh, they are, again, going to be on our show. Yeah. Very excited about that. Yeah. So that That's was one moment. That's right. That was one moment. Yeah. That was not the ultimate moment. It was a very important moment, but the ultimate moment where I was like, oh, shit, huge theater is doing this. They've been doing this for a long time. Everybody knows what's up here was when we were in the BIPOC jam. Now, again, we were in a BIPOC gym. I don't I, I can't say that I met that many white people at huge theater, which is <laughs> amazing. That's true. Um, That's true. You didn't. Yeah, I really didn't. So. <laughs> so when we we were in the middle of the BIPOC jam and we had done a boundaries circle at the top of the class and uh, everybody said the different things that they didn't want to be in scenes in, et cetera, of course. So when we're in the jam. Someone says, cut to a location. That location happened to be one of the, one of the boundary places, right? Like, I don't want to go to this place. This person, obviously, when it was suggested to go to that location, it was off the cuff and it wasn't processed. It wasn't like on purpose or anything. But the moment that it was suggested, cut to the entire, it was like the entire room within a millisecond stood up and called a timeout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was like nobody even thought about it. Nobody was like, should I call a timeout? Nobody took a breath. Nobody took a second to feel how uncomfortable they were. Everybody stood up and called timeout because one person at the in the in the in the intro circle, in the boundary circle said, I don't want to go to these locations. Mm -hmm. Boom. Everybody stood up, timeout. And then you know what happened in that moment? Hmm. We just said, Oh, yep, my bad. Next, that's not the place that we need to be going to. That's a boundary. Let's that's move it to another place. That's it. And all of this happened, all of this happened within a matter of seconds, milliseconds. And you know what we did? We moved on. Everybody knew that it was not intentional. Everybody knew that it was like, oh, thanks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make a break. And what that showed me was, yeah, it didn't make a break, but everybody was there to hold a space. And that's what that showed me. That showed me the importance of, like, that was the first time that I had been in a room where the director or the teacher or the whatever wasn't the per the only person having to carry the fucking safety of the space. Yeah. Because everybody in the room knew that every single person in that room is part of making that room safe. That's right. Yes, the teacher and the director and the whomever's in the lead obviously has a bigger responsibility, but the, it, everybody carried the same weight and everybody straight up was like, oh, no, 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 time out. Yeah. It wasn't even like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about how 
that is learned behavior. We have trained ourselves um, yep. through repetition and having that boundary. And I can't tell you the number of times I've been in rooms where I'm sitting there and I'm like, if I don't call the time out, if I don't say some shit, nobody's going to say it. Yeah. And I can't tell you the number of times that I've been like, you know what? I'm not going to say it then because what the fuck? I'm not going to be the only one doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's exhausting. Like I'm tired. Yeah. It's so much easier to have everybody uh, on board with that plan. And also, it's so much more fun to feel like, oh, all I got to do is give a little bit. Everybody else give a little bit. Yeah. And then that's it. Even the way that we flow that jam. Again, unless somebody wants mm-hmm. to head it up. But it just is like a better... I don't know. I just never felt like I never wanted to run a jam where I felt like, okay, welcome to the jam. John Gerbertatios is leading it. It's how John (laughs) Gerbertatios wants to lead it. I wouldn't want to go to that jam. There's nothing to me appealing Mm -hmm. about that jam. I think um, also let's just tack like to your point. I think I was looking at it from a, I'm not going to have the bandwidth to sustain if I, if I don't have people just in the room already with me, like on board. In every kind of like function that I do, because, you know, you could be the authority in a room, but that only gets you so far. If you don't have people bought buying in, like what good? Oh, my gosh. Is, is it was so beautiful. The culture change if people aren't on board already beforehand. So the work has to start before the room even is like set up. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's very clear that the entire community is trained, very, very <laughs> clearly trained. Yeah. And it's important. Like, it, it is very important because I think I used to always say in law school, like, there's a thin line between a mob and a law school class. Wow. And that's because, like, because if you piss off one law student, the law student starts to talk to everybody else and everybody else is pissed. <laughs> and now we're going against the administration because we're lawyers. Yeah. We're going to be lawyers and, and, right. and we're going to be the best lawyers. And this is our Supreme Court argument. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So now that may come a little bit from ego when it comes to the law school thing, but I knew in law school, if I had an issue and I convinced enough people that it was an issue, it would be, I will never forget when the AC wasn't working in the law school and the fucking law school just wouldn't fix it. And somebody started a Facebook group that said, fix the fucking AC at the law school. And it turned into this huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So but that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like, there should be also a thin line between like an improv group and a full-on political party. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, the you know the message is clear: power is in the people always. And yep, yep. We don't. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to talk about this in this situation because I'm me. You are so yeah, John. Yeah, from it's theater. a little hard, but um, I'll try to. I guess the, well, there's people I that will, don't know, how about this? so they would love to hear about what it is that, you know. How about this? Yeah. How about this? Yeah. How about you just take the kudos from somebody who is from outside of your community? Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks. How uncomfortable are you right now? No, I'm, <laughs> listen, normally I am uh, sweating, but I'm the, the mental work is trying to fill in the gaps. So if somebody's listening to this, they might want to know about like where that came from. Let me credit some people. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, just, I don't know if people have already... They don't know. So Minnesota Fair Play is an organization that started out here. And it was um, a response to as the Me Too movement was happening. And people started to just like perform in the venues where they had like histories with people, like uh, sexual abusers or whatever. They didn't know where to go to complain. But this organization made up of volunteers, sort of like a third party, neutral place where people can go. And they can make um they can file they can file anything they want to file with them anonymously, 
and they will, um, based on you know what they report, they will make recommendations. And that was like their their flagship kind of like service. And then in addition to that, they also help develop um, these like boundary check-ins and and guidelines to help with like facilitating and teaching so that people have more um, tools. One of them would be the boundary check-in, the timeout, uh, things like that. And just kind of like how we talk about like physical uh, touch, if there's any, you know, we just kind of lay it out. Like Mm -hmm. we're just going to do handshakes, high fives or none. Um, So, yeah, I just want to make sure the credit Minnesota Fair Play. That's uh, yes. And then the community on top of that book. Now, you just mentioned, um, and I will I will credit Minnesota Fair Play also in the details of the episode. Um, another thing that made me feel so comfortable at Huge was this new bands, the color bands that uh, the color bands. Jill brought. Oh, yeah. the color bands. Not like, if you're brown, you use this band. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no yeah. not that. Yeah. No, no, no. So, so there are these bands that, uh, for COVID purposes, you if you you choose a band when you walk in to the jam or the class, and the band is either green, red, or yellow. Yep. And if it's green, that means that you're comfortable for COVID purposes with hugging, and you're like, all right, I'm cool, I'm not worried about it, yeah. or I'm open today to to physical touch. Right. If you had yellow, it was like I'm. I'm willing to be in the same space and talk, but not so much touch. And if you have red, it's like, stay, keep your distance. Um, and it was, it was just so lovely yeah. just because it allowed us to make choices. And it, it, it basically normalizes and celebrates mm-hmm. people saying what they need. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that it was just, there was just so many things yeah. And, and you know, we've been in a, in a pandemic for so long, and I'm in Florida, but we've been in a pandemic for so long where people are, like, politicizing shit, yeah. and, you know, like, everybody's being very careful with, like, how they talk about masks and all this bullshit, and it's like, no, like, this is a pandemic. This is not politics. Yeah. So it was really nice to just walk into a space where it's like, yeah, no, you can decide what you want, and it will be perfectly fine, and it will be respected. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's the ad old, uh, old, old, the old, old saying goes, "You can't trust the gov." So, what can you do? You can only, <laughs> <laughs> you can only take care of what you can control. So, what was it like for you, John, as a as a producer of the festival and showrunner? Like, oh boy, what was it like? Oh, um, it was great. I think it was um a better turnout than I would have uh, guessed if you had asked me. Like, what the people would have came out um it was emotional and people, a lot of people came out there was like yeah. audiences in every single show yeah um and and i know like for some people they're like yeah no it's a festival but also you know it's just to do it outside after pandemic yeah you don't know you don't know who wants mm-hmm. to even you know see anything um so that was great i think it was a it was it was going by so fast because there's so much happening but i would have rather it felt like that I didn't want to, I don't, I didn't have time to kind of like process like everybody else. Like, I think we we're all just kind of mm-hmm. like going through it. But from what I gathered from this dream, like walking dream, like phase that it was, <laughs> there was a lot of people who I think were just like, wow, this is my first show. Like many of us. So we we're all like, what mm-hmm. is happening? And when, when I'm talking about when we're on stage and the crowd is like, reacting and we're just like in our brains doing what we do but we're like what is that sound why oh 
Like, Can you mute your microphone? <laughs> yeah, I'm, honestly. And some of the hosting duties was so much fun. And I, a lot of it, why I like doing the like crowd uh, games to get them warmed up or cheering was just selfishly to hear that sound. Yeah. Like just to hear yeah. loud uh, roaring applause is... Uh, a good sound it's very you can you can get you can get some coping miles okay in if you want to cope um I, I yeah really, and shout out to alce bruno by the way yeah. you two did such a good job hosting also is amazing and um you know they think um oh it's just a blur it's just there's just too many little things and i think um i was very we were fortunate to have one hang with the bipoc performance that was, I thought, very mm-hmm. lucky because it's still yeah. like a, you know, pandemic. So planning a party during this felt weird for, yeah. for us. But we did yeah. plan a BIPOC outdoor hang. Yep, it was nice. 10 out of 10. And it was a nice, uh, I don't know, just a nice non-rush, just chill, just bullshit. And, but, it, but it was all new experience too. So it was, it was familiarity and new. I don't know. Here's, here's what it is to me when you go back to a community after a major crisis and you just know that nobody's the same. If there is a person yes. that hasn't been affected, that's scary mm-hmm. and that's weird. It's not a person that I know yep. that hasn't learned about themselves in the exterior world. And to jump back into that boat, to be like, okay, because this is where we came together for joy. We had a certain uh, just system. Uh, and then to like go through that and then to come back, ah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I couldn't help but feel like you're right. You're so right. It couldn't help but feel like I, I want, I want, I want, I wanted more time. I want to know more about everybody, like in the audience to performers. What's up? Like, how are y'all? Where are you at? Like, what did you How learn? are you doing? Right. To, to relearn, to re-engage and re-meet each other, right? Because yeah. you're absolutely right. Everybody has completely changed. I have completely changed mm-hmm. um, during the pandemic in many, 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 many ways. Like this, this Saturday coming up, I'm going to go back to rehearsal here in Florida for the first time. And I'm just thinking about the fact like I'm a completely different person than the last time this entire room saw me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some. Here's the thing that's on the front of my mind too: is the inclusion story. I can't help. Okay, so this is at the heart of it. There was always an elephant in the room to me on a personal level on my intrapersonal relationships because I kept thinking like everybody changed. What? What? If I saw somebody I wanted to know, I'm so curious. What the fuck changed about you that's like irrevocable that you cannot go back? Yeah. What is different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you used to tolerate before, but now you will not? You know, like what are I wanted to know those big so changes with these people because these people, these people, you know, they just and I'm talking about mostly the white people in our community. Like, I, you know, nothing but love. Got a lot of love for them. But I'm curious, like if if any growth, where, how? That's all I kept thinking. Mm-hmm. It was like a black and funny fest combined with Twin Cities. So I was like, yeah, well, also in our, you know, BIPOC. Performers, I think there's a kind of like understanding because we've had that before the pandemic about racism and to do it in Minneapolis mm-hmm. after a hell of a year too. It was like, huh? Specifically Minneapolis of all places. Yeah, yeah. So that that's my reflection. I wish I could have asked people those kind of questions, but I don't think it's a good um, uh, icebreaker at a party for people. So <laughs> I got. I, I had to keep it kind of. Thanks. And Nick. another that's what thing I to know. that. Yeah. 
Another thing that I am um, that that happened was on Saturday. So I was I went to Minneapolis uh, on Thursday. I got there Thursday, right. and I left on Sunday. Right. So um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday was yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday evening slash night was the festival. So on Saturday morning, yeah, we were going to record a live podcast with an audience indoors yeah. on Saturday morning. It was gonna be amazing, and we uh we were gonna re- we were gonna record our podcast with uh Jada Pulley and with Stephanie Ray, mm-hmm. which uh I was so looking forward to and I was so excited about. But then that Saturday morning, this news about the Delta variant came out. Um, it said blanket all vaccinated people should be wearing masks avoid being indoors it's like it went back to the beginning and we there was just not enough information online and i i know that i've definitely felt like you know what if if there's no information even for vaccinated people i i don't want to risk it as much as i hated to do it i didn't want to risk it and so we we canceled we canceled that live taping yeah what a relief um, too right like uh yeah yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was a great call. Yeah, and we and 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 it was painful because I know that we were definitely super attached to the thought of doing that. But again, like we just couldn't find the information on the internet. We couldn't find the information as to what it meant for vaccinated people. Now we know that it's protecting against vaccinated, like vaccinated people are protected. Yeah. But that day we didn't. Yeah, and you know, and, and it sucks. But also, I don't know. Like most people, I, we've gone through a whole year of. I've had so many things just get canceled you know taken mm-hmm. so it was just to me like you're saying that pain i did feel this thing of like god we came so far because we have the you know i know we like the lockdown and everybody's vaccinated but it was a reminder that we're not in the clear so don't get too comfortable and i yeah. needed that i think we all need it just and little. and that's what i think where the moment is where we have to decide like how far are you going to go to actually create a safe space? Like, are you going to be extra careful? Even even when people are like, oh, but come on, like everybody's vaccinated, but we don't know the information. Mm-hmm. Like it just it feel like just to have the clarity of no, we're going to err on the side of caution mm-hmm. to create a safe space, even yeah. if it's physical for everybody. Yeah. Um, How dumb is that to die over a stupid live podcast? How dumb would that yeah. be? <laughs> I would hate for somebody to have to yeah. feel like that's yeah. the thing that killed them. Um, and we also, also, also did have, uh, we set it up so we know that we can do it. Uh, it was Mm -hmm. ready to go. Yep. It was great. We have some footage that I'll share with you, uh, that John recorded in the test run. We have some audio for that. We have plenty, plenty of seats, so have have a seat, everyone. Thank you. We can just get started. If anybody's in the lobby, now's your time to come on in. Thanks. All right. <clears throat> well, obviously, that is a joke. This is for um, comedy purposes, but uh, we are taking the uh, variant seriously, so we just felt weird about recording with a bunch of uh, people right now in this time. That being said, the rest of the fest is sponsored by Diet Coke. Diet Coke, proud partner in Zip Zap Zap. Thank you so much, Diet Coke. Okay, so this brings us to a new segment. 
a new segment called John's Alone in the Theater, but he's not. Hey, Beth, I'm not alone. So, uh, thank you. Um, Beth is our, um, what do you, what is it? Audio technician tech for the show for, for now? Audio tech? Beth, um, you want to uh, just wave to the docket? Yeah, all right, cool, cool. So, could they hear you on the mic if you say anything? You'd have to get a mic. Can you get a mic for a segment? Okay, thank you so much. Yes, this segment. John's alone in the theater, but he's really not. Hell yeah. Boom. Okay. Exciting, exciting times. Here we are. Hello. Surviving the apocalypse. It's you and me in the theater. What's up, Beth K. Gibbs? What's up? Talk to me. Um, What, what, what? <laughs> um, I don't know. How is your festival going so far? That's a, that's a lovely question. So far, it's great. So far, it's wonderful. So far... It's yeah, I had a great time the other night. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to see a show. Yeah. It was very fun, and it's interesting to be outside doing improv. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it was like a new experience. It was fun. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole other vibe. It's very much, um, it's, uh, yeah, it just feels like avant-garde Woodstock, uh, <laughs> good times, great oldies. Right? Yeah. Today. Today. Um, did well, you, did <laughs> you've you been doing see? a lot of, like, commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the show's outside in the tent. The laughs are still the same. Yeah, oh for sure. And I think everybody's really excited because we haven't been able to do live theater for a long time, so yeah. everyone's ready to laugh and. Yeah, yeah. I didn't fun. think, I didn't think it would work. Really? Because it because it's just such like a, like a almost a vacuum because it's I, so outside. Exactly. <laughs> well, I understand why boxers uh, spar. You know, like you can't just like have a fight and then train and not practice right like you're in front of a like you need to like do something do the real thing and it's never exactly the same unless you're like actually doing all the things all the parts yeah 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 so like uh, we know zoom is great and it's cool but it's just like one but the other thing with like when you're in the physical there's uh, some stuff that is uh what is just invaluable like the that feedback you get by being in person just like response and yeah, eye contact is important. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I used to hate it. Now I can't. I can't stop. I have to f- forgive me. I do not want to fight. I am just looking at your eyeballs. I love them a lot. Uh, just was lost in them. Don't don't want to fight. Please. I, um, yeah, it's different. It was good though. It, it still works. Uh, Performer of the year, even though the fest is still going on, award goes mm-hmm. to Lauren Anderson again. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, I'm excited. I get to perform with Lauren tonight, and I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. That should be fun. Lauren and Taj and Heather. Mud Coven? Yes. Mud Coven. If y'all have, uh, (laughs) how do I, can I describe what I think Mud Coven is? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So what I think Mud Coven, here's what Mud Coven is. Mud Coven is, uh, it's it's three penguins from the circus. Stacked up on top of each other's shoulders in a uh, in a big jacket wrapped around them, disguising to be a human, <laughs> just like a normal like person walking around. That's what I think of. Yeah, Mud Coven. <laughs> um, and that jacket changes all the time. That is one of our many forms. That is, yeah, yeah. So y'all do like different forms each time. Yeah, we we kind of make up a form backstage, or we're like 
we we like have a random phrase almost like oh yeah and that's one of our many forms and then we kind of make up what that form looks like yeah. and then we do that on stage so it's it's super fun that's you know if you are a professional anything imagine taking whatever tools you use to do your job and say this time instead of using i don't know a uh, scalpel i'm gonna just i don't know use a straight edge razor uh <laughs> whatever that's exactly like, Ooh, like. i do not want to see that surgeon <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah uh so kudos and also that's like a lot of fun that means that y'all are just like fun and having fun you enjoy each other it's, yeah don't matter really what the format is really you're gonna you're gonna still like want to make each other have a good time yeah yeah we um I think we play off each other really well and because it's such a like off the cuff kind of thing what the form is yeah. it's always challenging I guess yeah. it's always like kind of and that's what I like about improv the most is like yeah. kind of making you're like oh my brain has to be used in a completely different way than it's ever used yeah and I think that's what makes it so enjoyable yeah it's like I mean it's kind of like after <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about how like adding some novelty back into your life after this last year is nice. And that's, I mean, improv is like the most novelty of all time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is the greatest feeling. One of my novelties is complaining about small things that don't matter. (laughs) Oh, it feels so much. It it hits different now to to just rant about anything. (laughs) Oh, before, you know, we, we had to manage that. Yeah. Right. Had that spill over into a real stress out. Right. Now, oh, it's joyful. <laughs> oh, if I'm at a shopping store with the cart, it has a bad wheel. Ugh. The whole experience is that. Yep. We're, we're doing 50 minute roast on that wheel. <laughs> so, oh, do we have we, oh, we special, in the hall? Special guest. A special guest? We have. Is this Jill Bernard? Hello? Oh, no. It's definitely a ghost. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, it's definitely the theater's ghost. Uh, although a ghost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Well, if you are a ghost of the theater, please announce yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay, ghost. And I, huge theater ghost. Yeah, no, this is a ghost. I thought it was Jill, but this is a ghost. Yeah, I mean, a, it's definitely something. There's somebody out there. Um. Well, this podcast turned into a horror film real quick. Yeah. Uh, the lights are still on. I. If anybody is in the theater and is a ghost, <laughs> please let us know. If you are a ghost in the theater, if you're, if if ghost is not the right term. <laughs> To address you, is this a ghost? Hey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're yeah. on the podcast. I don't know if we can hear you yet, but if you. Pod crash, If you want to pod crash on one of those mics. Please. Yes. <laughs> we thought it was a theater ghost. That could be here. Instead. Hello, I'm a lady voice. Hello. <laughs> My voice is different than my colleagues. Hey. Hello. Hello. Please don't look at my hair. I bagged you. <laughs> hey. Jill, uh, you want to pull that mic closer to you? Oh, it is. This is for the documentary. What did you say, Beth? I said, can you pull that mic closer to you, Jill? Yes. 
Microphone test, test one, two. Microphone test. <laughs> Great. Love that shirt, Jill. Thank Black you. Funny fest? Yeah, I love that. You know what? I was thinking about Elisa's question yesterday because yeah. you gave it to her and she was like, I'm not black and funny. Oh. And then I thought, if I had a shirt on that said Metallica, would you think I'm in Metallica? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. You don't think I have what it takes? No, no, no. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't think it'd be uh. bad. No, no, no. I think you would be in it. Uh, no, no, no. I no. could be in Metallica. No, you could definitely. I could shred. No, no. I, I'm sorry. I, in my Gosh. brain, I thought I thought the uh, black. I'm so mad. I missed that. I misread that. <laughs> you could definitely shred. <laughs> you could shred. You could shred. Thank you. I believe in myself, even though I don't think that band is still together. I could be in it. You could. You Are could. They still together. Metallica. That yeah. It, because they have a lot of money to make, so they'll never <laughs> stop. <laughs> Uh, a firm stand near you. Uh, yeah. A state fair. <laughs> the state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Making sure you're not downloading illegally. Is that the group that was like uh, going after Napster? That sounds Probably. right to me. Yeah. I don't know for sure. That was quite the trend for a while, going after Napster. Yeah, like they were the first ones. Um, so we're, we're this is this is uh, sounding pretty good, Beth. Yeah. Okay, great. I uh, here's a new segment on this podcast. You ready? <laughs> okay, if you had a I'll test the other mic. Yes, please. Yes, please. And it, if you have five people, five people, that you could create this improv team, and you can use anyone in the world to create this improv team of five yeah. people. Who's on your five people improv team? Five Celebrities, Beth Gibbs. history, five Beth Gibbs. Cloning technology works, but I'm going with, and maybe like I'll clone six in case. One oh. of them has a, the sicker has another appointment. Yeah, six <laughs> because like real Beth gives is busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. I don't want to lock you in. Yeah, I got things to do sometimes. <laughs> that's great. All right. Well, um, usually yeah. it, it's sixty seconds or less, but you did that the yeah. fastest, the record time, the first time we did this segment, and the newest world record holder, Jill Bernard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Time Beth. to beat. <laughs> is uh, what was that? Point two zero. Um, Beth, you ready? Got how, 60 seconds on the clock. How many members are in Metallica? <laughs> <laughs> how many what? Members are in Metallica. Oh, I don't know. Is that a five-person group? It oh, is. Uh, somebody s- is listening to this and is, like, so mad. Yeah. yeah They're like, how many people are in Metallica? How do you not know who's in Metallica? Alexa, how many people? Okay, Google, how many? <laughs> Oye, Siri. In Spanish, <laughs> you have to say, Oye, Siri. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, so you pick it Metallica? <laughs> I would love to see Metallica do improv. Okay. Right? Done. Done. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we'll just wind it down with uh, our thanks. want to thank Beth K. Gibbs, Jill Bernard, Beach <laughs> Theater, Twin Cities Improv Festival, Black and Museum, Black and Funny Improv Festival, Elise, John, Beth K. Gibbs. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yay. So we're talking, we're talking about the safety at Huge and you're, um, uh, you know, traveling. So then what, it's hard to tell because also the shows were outdoors under a tent. So you can't really get a good gauge for like a scene and their sensibility, like a community's like artistic general. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a gauge because, you know, you only see, but what'd you think of that? 
about the Minneapolis scene in general? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I I had a very specific bubble and I was very lucky because I was primarily hanging out with the BIPOC folk. So, oh, yeah, you know. That's right. That's right. That's I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a bubble. Okay. What about the um, shows, though, that you saw? That, uh, if you oh, remember. the shows were so much fun. The shows were really fun. Um, uh, there is, I think the one that made a, the best, imp- the biggest impact on me was the one with the dancers because oh, they're, yeah. they, y'all have a dancing, a dancing troupe that they literally just do like interpretive dance for random pop songs. Yeah. And then they'll go into scenes. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, this is so beautiful that these people just come here and they're just like, we don't care if you came here for dance. We don't care if we're not in, if we're not like perfectly choreographed. Like, we don't care. We just want to freaking have fun and be in our joy. Yeah. And really, it was so not concerned yeah. with anything other than being joyous. And I just yeah. found that to be like so inspiring. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, you go through the cycle of being inspired. You, you're moved. Yeah, and then you're you're blown away. Then you're laughing. Then they're committed to the thing even harder. Then now you're laughing because of that. And then that thing just keeps re- re- repeating, and you're just like, Yeah. What's the name of that group? Uh, uh, Improvets. Provets. Provets. Mm-hmm. Provets. 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 Yeah, that was really lovely. And then I got to see, uh, I got to see what's the name of your short form team. Oh, Burden of Civility. I got to see Burden of Civility. That was really freaking fun. Yeah. And I got to perform with Blackout. You did. That's right. How was that? <laughs> right at home. Yeah. I was right at home. Yeah. It was it was great. And um, y'all made me feel so welcome. And Stephanie Ray performed also. That's right. And um, it was fun. It was just, I remember when I, so when I left, I text, I text John and Alce and I was like, how dare you make me feel safe yeah, and make me feel actually safe and then send me back into the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how dare you provide safety for me? And then I leave. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and I, I guess here's the contrast part for me is like, we work really hard to do that. And for BIPOC people, it's not safe in the city, if I'm honest. It's not easy mm-hmm. to be in Minneapolis if you are black yeah. or brown or uh, the police are horrible. So I just uh, knew that in my mind the whole time. Like, well, uh, I know you'd be good. It's just like, it was just a stark. Con- I'm just like, wow, what a contrast of like, man. Every time we go on any kind of thing within huge, we know it's like really good. But then when we leave, you're right. It's a very it's it's. There's a lot going on. It's a lot going on, and yeah. What did you think of just being in the city overall? Over like, I know it's clearly heavy and dark, and you know, vigils left and right. You know. Yeah, I mean, look. I know you and I talked about this before I went there. I was like, if some shit goes down, I'm I'm down. Like, I'll go to protest. I'll do whatever the fuck needs to happen. Like, especially because I I don't have anything like that in florida and i feel like every time that we talk and there are things going on in minneapolis i'm like what the hell do i do like what, yeah. how do i do anything from here you know yeah other than like donate or share things like or call people like i want to like i just constantly have the activist in me is constantly like yeah feeling 
uh, like, what am, what do I do? You know? Yeah. So I was ready. Like, going to Minneapolis, I was like, if some shit goes down, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, and, and we talk about this in some of the, some of the recordings we had in the car, I think together, um, which I'll share at the end of the episode, but like the city itself, I expected it, frankly, to feel a little heavier, especially with all of the George Floyd, George Floyd stuff and, um, the protests that are going on. And I know every day there's things that are happening there, but it, it just felt ignited versus dark like it did it wasn't a dark energy it felt Mm. just ignited Mm. um and i think that you know i think the country doesn't know what's actually going on there i think people need to need to tune in a little more because there's just a lot going on in minneapolis and i don't think anybody knows well that like i don't think anybody's put the effort to find out absolutely not and because if we're honest people are tired of it like I'm not tired of saying George Floyd, but I get why America combined with the media. But even if the mm-hmm. media was reporting, uh, a majority of people are tired. They're tired of like fucking they're over it. like how many more protests and how many more. Yeah, that's hard for a lot of people to grapple. But it made me realize like, oh, as we go back, who's tired of it though? Like, and then in what way? And tired of what? You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, I think yeah. about that, like with um, like it's not going to be done for black people. Um, the protests no. are literally every day. There's a new thing happening all the time, and I think about like when we went back. I was like, yeah, I think my the community that we have like w- trained and and it's that just we just have a really good community here that's active in mm-hmm. and there is a uh, here's an example. Yesterday there was like a person peeing on, on the side of the building, the theater. Uh, I hate mm. that. I hate when people, you know, like just of course. they got to live. They got to get it how they live. I get it. But I hate that. But I would normally say something. But right now it was like a, it was a black man. I was like, I'm not telling a black man not to pee on the building at this point in juncture. And, <laughs> yeah. and it just and it was a selfish act. It was like, I don't want to have that conversation with him because that's triggering for me. So I wonder how we protect ourselves as we go back. You know, as a people, like around white people, how do we, mm-hmm. how do we ha- have a setup so that you know we don't have to run into these like triggers? Yeah, because we're damned if we do, yeah. damned if we don't. Anyways, that's the sentiment, and it was really nice how it was like, on you know, c- contrasted up on this like beautiful like gathering, reunion of some sort or mm-hmm. play. You know. Yeah, with the backdrop of Minneapolis's yeah social justice movement. Yeah. It felt a little weird on my behalf. If my inner monologue, here's, I'm sorry I'm rambling, but this is what it was. Go. The whole time, my inner monologue felt like, damn, this is so amazing. And then on, at the, but at the same time, it was like, now it's not the time to be doing all these like kikis and laughing and doing, you know what I'm saying, little bits. Now it's not, like right. the most tragic stuff had just happened like days prior. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, well, here's the thing. It's like, it's what? just like what we were talking about at the top of the episode where we're getting into it's a conscious choice that you have to make. Yeah. It's a courageous choice. Like that's what yeah. I've been saying cuz because, because of the I I'm I'm definitely going through some heavy heavy stuff personally, but like I remember thinking like the courageous thing to do right now yeah. is to 
feel the joy. Yeah. Because if you don't find that joy in some spaces, then what the fuck? Yeah. How are you going to deal with the heavy things, you know? Yeah. So, and, and you literally have to make, for, for you... Every time you step it, like you're literally switching that on and off, like walking in the doors yeah. of huge and literally walking out of the doors of huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So it's kind of like having that practice and skill to be like, I'm going to allow myself to feel this happiness here. And when I go outside, I'm going to also allow myself to feel all of the other things outside. Yeah, that's it. And you hit it right on the head. There's no precedent to for that in this kind of way, you know? Yeah. With improv, I think most people, you know, have personal things. Like, we know individuals always dealing with personal. But this was collective. Like, everybody is mm-hmm. affected by some way, shape, or form. Because even as you're, like, going, you, you mean, you know, you can't be worried about it. But I know what's going on in the news in the city every day. I was like, wow. There's a, this, sure. this was a busy, dramatic weekend. But we did a good job of trying to, like, do that balance, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's. We went to George Floyd Square. And little did I know, I I actually, because of all the things that I have going on, I had not been tuned into the news and I did not know that the sentencing was going on that day. Mm -hmm. And literally, as we are opening the doors to get out of the car at George Floyd Square, the sentencing news drops. Right, yeah, you had that timing. You was like, turn on the radio now. Yeah, we were in the car. Yeah, we were in the car and I'm like, John, turn on the radio. I think I think we're going to get this, the sentence right now. And yeah. literally the moment we turned on the radio as we're getting out of the car, they said exactly what was what was the number. 22 and a half. And we, yeah, and we process, we sat there like, okay, processing. Yeah. Didn't you take, did you take video of that? Yeah, yeah, it'll be in the drive. I don't know. We'll see what's all in the, in the, in the yeah. bag. See, if, if we have video of that, we'll share it on the Patreon page um, yeah. for our patrons. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's a great point. Like, that was another moment. Like, we're just hit with, like, those extremes of, like, excited, activated, mm-hmm. uh, uh, overwhelmed, uh, also with grief and uh, uh, yeah. uh, unjust and, and not fair. And also a whole bunch of, like, you know, like, funny-ass people just real excited <laughs> and all say calling the you know telling the white people in the audience you can't laugh at that that ain't for you this <laughs> it was amazing just kind of uh non-stop action oh so needed it was so good to have you here it was nice to have just another like person too that i could be like you, do you see this i'm not no no i'm not crazy yeah to have experience with yeah yeah like this is this is beautiful and sad right yeah okay cool All right. yeah yeah, you experience it together. It's it's there's something very important about uh witness, like having just people bear witness to your experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um I think that it was good. You're I think, beloved. Yeah. You're no no no, you're beloved. You were beloved. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not putting that on the podcast. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> well, you were beloved. Everyone said, John, was that Elise? I said, Elise went home. They went, ah, shucks. Lose my number. <laughs> I said, what? Bring her back. <laughs> Bring her back. Oh, my gosh. No, I, I loved everyone. I, I definitely felt that, like, the longing for the community once I left, for sure. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. What is that? It was just, again, like, the safety and the, oh, the yeah. warmth of particularly just being around BIPOC folk after the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Where we all just kind of understand. Yeah. Yeah. And we all don't have to talk about it that much. Like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like I'm talking about it a lot 
regularly. Yeah. But like when we're hanging together, it's kind of like, oh, it's a language that we like we don't really need to be so expository about things no, together. No, we get we get to do the things that uh, are funny and creative to us. Uh, I would like to right. say we were playing a game called Crambo. Crambo is a game where you say a phrase that like goes like this. I'm thinking of, thinking of a word that rhymes with, and then you say that word, and it could be hat. Now, the person who's playing the game, their job is to guess what your word is, uh, but but not saying it. So they might say, oh, is it something that you swing and hit a ball with, and it's uh, you know played at like a field or a stadium? And I would say, uh, no, it is not a, a bat. So we were able to play, and I'm very proud. Look, you're not supposed to call out yourself when you're proud of your things, but I'm proud of this. <laughs> but, like, when you play that game, you, you can kind of, like, evolve it. And that made me think of, like, the relationship that we have as, like, BIPOC artists in general. So with that game, mm-hmm. it's kind of easy in the beginning, right? So if I say, I'm thinking of a word that rhymes with bar. Is it something that you drive? It is a car. Right? Right. So, like, you said something that you drive. Now, I think if we took that same thing, how would you, in the most creative way, describe a car? Is it something that you can lean back in? What's something you can lean back in and look cool? That's right. It is a, it is a car. It is a car. Yeah. <laughs> See? Like, in that, if you would have led with that at the very beginning... I would have known. But most folks, you're just like, ah, so you don't speak that way. But when we were around the BIPOC folks, it felt like we can have We know, we know exactly what this lean is. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and to, that, to that point, that was very healing and very needed, I felt like, to be in those uh, spaces. And, I want, mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue to keep that going intentionally. I think a lot of times when the white gaze is removed or is not there or is not a force of authority i think a lot of times we i don't know uh we tend to feel like well who's running this fucking thing you know like it doesn't it isn't you know i'm not saying that happens but i'm just saying like because there's so few that when we do get us it's we're still learning how how to play the game with just us you know so Mm -hmm. that's that's part of it i think about that and and how like much we needed you there how much we needed stuff there you know it's very much like a we 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 set the tone. That set the tone to have y'all there, like having Jada. I mean, I mean to have everybody there. But it was like, wow, yeah. It just meant like, oh, don't even matter. Like if if I leave, if Jada goes, if whatever. That mm-hmm. that's not gonna. Mm-hmm. That's there forever. That's not gonna stop. And it was just like, yeah, y- y'all come and just yeah. prove that. Uh, oh, we're getting emotional now. I'm sorry. No, I want you to finally, cut so much. Finally, we break John. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> I cried one time on a Zoom. Because <laughs> I I can't tell you the number of times I've cried on so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I cry on everything. That's good. Um. All right. So nothing. That's our that's our reflection. That's how we came back into real life. Yeah. And. Uh, I was very glad to have done it with you, John, and have to have done it with at Huge Theater, and to have done it with everybody there. Um, and same. I just, you know, I hope we keep that same energy we've been keeping online about inclusion and safe spaces when we get back into oh, yeah. the real life situation, and everybody's like, "Oh, there's that stage I love. Uh-huh. Give it to me." 
So, um, yeah. yeah. Fuck. That's real. Thank you. Um, not, not feeling very funny, but also it's hard to reflect because I think about a lot of things, man. That's what's hard about it. And as we open up and people do go back to their shows, I can't help but think about like, uh, yes, please go see theater. But also, yes, please know, like, first off, you, you got to know this, the land you're on, like what indigenous group mm. land you're on. You know, like mm-hmm. I just think about those things and I think about like even simultaneously, like while we have these fests simultaneously, there's people just our way who are like out there stopping people from drilling. That's crazy. You know, and so yeah. as we do go back, yes, not only do we want to think about inclusion, but like let's put some get some practical steps that match your values. Start some initiatives. Get your community go like it ain't. Get some practical steps that match your values. That's <laughs> yeah. That is real. Because I feel like all lockdown, we've heard nothing but people's values grow, and that's great. But values can't. They're not gonna. Mm-hmm. What can you? They're not. They're not protecting people's lives. You know what John and I did? We started a podcast. You know how long it takes me to edit these fucking episodes? A really long goddamn time. But this is pra- These are things we're doing. Praxis. That's it. That's the word. Praxis. Praxis, yeah. <laughs> These are things we're doing to get our, you know, to do something about That's it. That's right. Yeah. That's you know? right. I loved it. I loved. It. I can't wait to have you come back. We're gonna we're gonna do something about it. We're always gonna do something about it. And you know what? Yeah. Don't fuck around and become a podcast episode. Yeah. You already know how that went last time. <sighs> fuck around and find out. The F word used to be taboo for churchgoers but now they they say it they go yeah hail mary full of grace lord is with me fuck around and find out fuck around and find out (laughs) yeah test my god fuck around and find out (laughs) (laughs) my god is well roll up squared up (laughs) squared up he's not even fucking around with you no fucking my god is an awesome god fuck around and find out (laughs) fuck around and find out Ooh. yeah all right well thanks everybody for listening we've got so many amazing people coming up next uh in the next couple of episodes please stay tuned if you want to know who they are then you got to be a patron because (gasps) that's that's where we put the exclusive content that's where we put the exclusive news so you know you can sign up for our patreon Elise and John show is the username. Sign up five bucks a month. Boom. Support us in putting our values into practice. Bam. Look at that. Na 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 na. Thank y'all. <laughs> I'll see y'all soon. Don't forget to get vaccinated, like Juvenile said. Oh. Get vaccinated. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. If you haven't seen that, please look up Vax That Thing Up. Vax now. That Thing Up. Boom, 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 boom. boom. We'll leave you with that. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, you's a good, fine brother. Won't you vax the thing up? <laughs> brother, you look good. Won't you vax the thing up? Say, brother. Okay, is now Juvenile's a reverend. Won't you vax the thing up? What? I'm just... Okay, if you, ha- if you had to pick one rapper to listen to for the rest of your life, Whoa. I'm sorry I did that to you. Jay-Z. 
What? Yeah, we just had a full conversation about. And we back. You you said Hope's that back. his voice is trash. Yeah, but that doesn't make him not a good musician. His voice is one thing. How he uses it is brilliant. Genius, I would say. What's your favorite Jay Z song? You can't. You can't ask that question. I'm asking it. Right? I just That's did ridiculous it. This question. Who do I look like? Andrew Yang. <laughs> <laughs> he okay. does answer the question. <laughs> yeah. That's a ridiculous question. Okay, obviously, everybody who's a real Jay-Z head knows that picking a favorite song is equivalent to, like, picking a galaxy. Pick a song. Okay, well, all right, fine. I will say this. Reasonable Doubt, I will play that front to back. Okay. Every song gets me. I can't pick one. You're going to have to pick one. Give me a mood. Give me a mood. I'll pick a song. I said this will be my favorite song. Rest of your life mood. Like nostalgic, then I say life is but a beach chair. Yeah, forever young. How about that one? Okay. Forever young. I can do that all day. Second, Give me second mood. rapper. That's a great way to do it. Oh, second rapper. Yeah, fuck. Good, good question. Never, never in a day did I really go yeah. past one. I guess I would have to say my favorite second rapper. Ugh. God damn it, because I'm talking about like they need to move me and they need to. They need to be right there when I'm moving. Like I'm physically. just gonna tell you that if somebody asked me this question, I'd probably start crying. <laughs> is it so hard? Yeah. It is. It is. I'm thinking about all of the rappers that have given me life uh, and have continued to shed Damn. insight on so many things that I needed. I'm starting to feel bad about this. Yeah, this is fucked up. But you know what? You're not gonna ask. I'm me gonna. Either. I'm gonna. Here's the scale. Here's the judge. Here's my marker. Here's what I'm gonna use the criteria for myself. I'm gonna say based on. How many times in my life I went back to the well of there? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Who's good. been there and has the? I would say Talib Kweli at this at this oh, juncture. Oh shit! I've gone to the well a lot. Ha 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 ha! I love Talib. Yeah, and his podcast. I haven't heard much, but what I have seen, I'm so proud. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I you're follow challenging him, yourself. him on Instagram. He's yeah. not fucking around. He's not. He's not. He's not. I don't know him as a person, whatever, whatever. But his body of work is art. His, his, you know, when he speaks his well, all topics, right, we'll talk about it. Black Star with most deaf. Let's get it. Uh, Yassine, where is he? Yassine where is he? He never left. We need to know where Obi Trice is. Where and where is most deaf? And most deaf just did a podcast interview on Talib's uh podcast. I mean, we should okay. listen to it. Yes, and I need to hear it. It's pretty good. Yassine, the little sound bite that I heard, Yassine talked a little bit about like. How he's labeled as like a conscious rapper or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. and he was like wondering all whole time, like, what is a conscious rap? What are these things that? You, in yeah. other words, what is the box you were trying to put me in? Actually, oh, I see, right, right, right. You know, what are you trying to really say? And he was just commenting on how. I'm gonna say something controversial. That's a great question. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> I'm gonna say something controversial. Public school, MCTC, yes, yes. This city is honestly incredible. You loving it? Yeah, You're I from really Miami do. Too. That's a, that says a lot because that city is beautiful from what I've seen. Mm, okay. In terms of design All on right. TV, it looks like <laughs> I've seen Scarface. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say something controversial. Yeah. <laughs> Was it that the city is beautiful? Yeah. Most deaf uh, uh-huh. made way for the likes of Childish Gambino. That's not controversial. That's logical. Thank you. Luke because Fiasco also did. Yeah, but most deaf is the original. I'm saying yeah. Because absolutely. well, he, yeah, original. A, well, a tribe a, called Quest. Of the three, is, still hold on, but oh, most deaf still yeah. is. I feel like he was one of the few rappers. Yeah. He sang 
Yeah, you're right. Okay. You know the panties, baby, you. slow down, just take your time. Yeah. Right? So most yeah. deaf sang and he was a phenomenal actor. He is yeah. a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All and around artist performer extraordinary. Donald Glover is very much uh, that is him. He brings yeah. in the instrumental. Like I don't know if y'all seen can play all these instruments, but Donald can play. Damn, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's Producing. a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. And but you know what? They the Yasim has the same humble, grounded as fuck, which I love. You, I love to see a, a thriving celebrity performing artist that just looks like I would actually want to hang out with that right. person. Uh, if Yasin was like, let's hang out this weekend, I'd be like, fuck yes. I don't know what Donald Glover would be like to hang out with. Oh, he seems like a great time as well. Like, he seems like he started with some improv and all shit. He, yeah. He would be a, a blast. To you me. know, he, he says he, he auditioned for SNL a bunch of times. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And I could see... Come on. Buddy. Atlanta's coming back. Second season's coming back. Oh, I didn't even know it didn't have a second season. Yeah. It only had one. Yeah, it had. So oh, no, no, no. Maybe it's the third season. Brand new workshop behind us. The BMW, the marquee. Oh, yeah. You see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming back for third season. Excuse me. Oh, you're okay, right. You're right. It had a second season. And as you can see, the city's still littered with, you know, some graffitis. Oh, some. A lot is taken down, down on this strip. Yeah, they This is downtown? Yeah. Oh, the city's beloved, baby. Downtown. Every time there's like about to be a protest here, it gets. This is the most aggressive I've seen police when it's downtown. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just lose. All the whatever. businesses are here. Yeah, the major, like, money. Yeah, call center. Like, oh, I should have told you, like, we just passed like a bunch of theaters, by the way. Like, in my brain, that's casual. I should remember that that's not actually typical. A bunch of big, like. But the, the, like, I, the, it feels like, uh, just the lights in the city. This the building lights are. Yeah, it's beautifully designed. Cause, like for example, Miami does not look does not have these like marquees on the buildings and stuff like that. It's not. Oh. Downtown is not like this. Oh. It's very different. How is it? Not like this. No? Okay. <laughs> Doesn't have these. It it has a bunch of restaurants. You have, you have high rises. We have high rises, but they don't. But it doesn't look like this. This is also like a the tunnel system that we have here. The oh, Skyway, yeah. all throughout downtown. In the winter, you can travel all throughout downtown on feet without mm-hmm. leaving a building. They're all Damn. connected. Isn't that crazy? Like a bunch of ma- like ma- like rats. <laughs> <laughs> Little rats. <laughs> yeah. Ahead, but the red light is blinking. Right? I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Did you watch? Did you watch the second season of Atlanta? I haven't even seen the first. I seen one. Episode. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm not. I just have not. I don't got it. I don't got the. I don't got the band thingy. Band with. <laughs> band thingy. Yo, that show is like. I watch it, uh-huh. and I I'm ridden with inspiration, envy from the amount of talent. Uh-huh. That this person has, and that these performers and actors have uh-huh. uh, I call it creative blue balls <laughs> what? where I'm like now what the fuck do I do with all of this inspiration I don't know <laughs> yeah. I just gotta sit here oh, inspired yeah, yeah. and I don't have shit I, what yeah. do I do with TikTok? this what the fuck? get on TikTok <laughs> what do you say I don't know but people are ready to get ratchet like it's yeah. like nightlife yep. time again yeah also tomorrow the sentencing I believe is gonna be announced for Shelvin is it really? uh huh Friday I believe 
So there might be barricades at the um, city center, the government center. What? And yeah, but actually, though, you're right. Like, what is? Is there a game that I'm missing? Or, There's a lot just, of people out here. Is it a Twins game? It must be a Twins game. What's a Twins game? Oh, baseball uh, team that we have is called the Minnesota Twins. I see. And you know why? Good day, show sir. Up for, yeah, I'll find letters. He looked at me. He pulled the yellow cool J lips. I'm like, okay, understood. <laughs> he was. Oh yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I be looking at my lips. I don't even think of that. Like it's LL Cool J's influence. Like I just feel like my lips are dry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is a man. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. Like, yeah, that's a game. The twin shirt, twins jersey, twins jersey. Yeah, white, white, white. Oh yeah, look at that. Okay, it that's, is a baseball game. That's that's that makes sense. Did you meet my uh, my friend Anthony? He was here tonight, black. He had a hat, not a performer. I did not. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, you'll meet him this weekend sometime. Oh, my God, I can't wait to go eat that guacamole. I'm so hungry. Hot guac. Caliente. <laughs> Hot guac. It's... What if it's too... <laughs> you did that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hot guac. Can you imagine a hot pocket? But the outside is guac. It's like firmed, firm guac. Oh my god, I'm gonna throw up just thinking about that. Get it, bodycon dress. Oh yeah, what? What is that's, that? That's called like those little dresses that are really tight on your body, like that. Oh, it's called a bodycon. Bodycon. The Kardashians made it famous. Really? Mm-hmm. Right on fashion. I mean, it's not something that people that it's not like a fashion thing now but oh okay unless you want to do it then it's a fashion thing I guess I see I see it's just like it isn't like a new style it's just like their take on a yeah that's like, I don't you know. wear them because it makes me feel bloated in general huh. well but yeah anything that's like close to anybody's body yes I guess you know you can't feel what Wow, life life wow. makes me feel bloated. Look at this. Look at this. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Riding for justice, I think. I don't know. The light's green. Yes, we've been stuck. We've been stuck behind this car. It was like, I'm going to go anyway. Yeah. Did you know? Fun fact. Fun. Let's do fun fact. facts. Fun facts. I was in a motorcycle accident. No way. Yeah. You said that like almost happy. Like, <laughs> Guess what? Line, they chose you. <laughs> I was in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> what? what? I never went at anything. What are the odds of that? How bad fucking happened? You lucky you. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? How bad was that? That's scary. I I was. You ride? You know how to drive a motorcycle? Hell no. I should okay. not have been on it. I had a close friend that died on a motorcycle. I was an idiot. My oh, my ex boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, had like a motorcycle and it was literally uh-huh. I think maybe the second time that I was on it with him I was in the back in the back uh-huh. um, and I don't know what happened something told him to like go, we were at a red light and I guess he he's like I never do do that but in that moment he felt like he went to the front of the line uh-huh. thank God because when he took off the fender on the motorcycle kind of like like popped off a little uh-huh. and sent us like Swimming on the street, and oh. I, my whole body was Fuck. burnt. I had major, really? yeah, my whole body was burnt. 
Yeah, ma- like major what? Like burns on oh. yeah, and I healed. I still have scars on my on my my thigh is probably the one that's the one that you can see the most. But and this is burning from colliding from the with the, the asphalt. Yeah, at such a high velocity mm-hmm. high speed and we weren't even going that fast we were probably going what 25 30 we had just left the red light but if he wouldn't have gone to the front yeah then there would have been a car behind me immediately really yeah you would died yeah it was bad and then my friend was two cars behind us yeah. and i remember that she saw it happen and she she came out of her car scream crying i was still kind of like all right i'm in fucking everything's okay every every are we all alive mode mm-hmm. And she came up to me sobbing. I'm bleeding from top to bottom. And I'm like hugging her. Like, don't worry. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So nobody's allowed on motorcycles. If you, if yeah. any one of our podcast listeners is listening right now. Yeah. You're not allowed on a motorcycle. I say no. <laughs> Get off now. I see you. I see you. Straddling. And then I hid from my dad for a week. What? I told to my heal? Yeah, because I was like, oh, we had a little thing on the bike. And he was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just a little scratched up. Last thing and we was, need is And then, like, yeah. I came in a week later, and he's like, you've been gone a week? What happened? Wow. I was like, I didn't want to freak you out. Yeah. Yeah. No, you freaked him out even more. You freaked him out even more trying to not freak him out. Whatever. Look at that. Never again. Yeah, look at that view, man. Oh, man, that's a beautiful oh, city. Oh, so pretty. Yep. I, 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 I gotta say, it is nice. It is nice to have, a, a, like, a new view, like, looking at your city from new eyes. Yeah. That's always great. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting to get a, this is very good for me, equally. Yeah, because you're here, you're here, and you're kind of, like, just... Constantly in involved in the in the shit in the justice aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. like it is really nice. Like I get to like look at the lights and all that. I'm lost mm-hmm. in the wonder, and it's I'm it's a also a really it. nice night out. It's like it it's a perfect night to really take yeah. it. Yeah, and this is the farmers market. Um, I think Saturday mornings they have it over here. Oh yeah. Oh, except we're doing podcast Saturday. Yeah, I mean we can go early. It's like you know farmers market. Motherfuckers is you know, we're long. up at 4 a.m. Exactly. the farmers Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so downtown is the, like most cities, but it's the, like, center. So then north Minneapolis is where I live. Uh-huh. So we're going north. South is where that was. Everything okay. there. The, the uptown area, the huge theater, the Bakken, the, like, the vigil. Yeah. All that's south Minneapolis. This is all north. Uh, north is known to be way more hood, way, you know. Yeah. But it's got a lot more um, rich history with black people in mm-hmm. North. There's just a longer, rich just community there. And South does too, but there's something special over North. It also seems to be res- more, much more residential, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Seeing all these. Yeah, it is, it's more residential. Also, there's a food desert. More There's more mm. food deserts over North. Yeah. Less now. Like, now we have, like, the co-op by our house and... Um, but yeah, over north is, <laughs> if you get on the Citizen app, it just, oof. or the like true north side Facebook group, I'll let you read that trash. <laughs> wow. The racists show up and they stay there. Damn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that like, oh, yeah, I see. That's like our neighborhood app, I guess? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then what it, what it is, just people who are horrible, who live over north or not, but like are white and they just talk the worst about everything. But, you know, like they just like. I feel like those those apps like that are with neighborhoods, like they're they're worse than Facebook fights. Oh. They're like the, it's like this, the undercurrent of the internet. Ugh. 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 Yeah, they have a control on your emotions. They know how to turn it up and down. They know. In Sarasota, it's like suspicious activity. People, I'm like, all right, come on, friends. Yep. Yep. It's just a cat that turned on your your emotion center. (laughs) Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Easy. Does it? Where's that true north? Faith? I just want to read an excerpt. Like, I'm like, once I find this group. Yeah, yeah. Read it while you're driving on the highway. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's how we do it. I put it right. I love that you hit the gas more. You're like, that's how we do it. <laughs> Let that momentum take you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, and I and I think the other deal is that like I'm impressed with how fast this goddamn Facebook group is with info. Like people be like, shots heard on 53rd and Gerard. Oh, someone else a comment immediately. Mm-hmm. Heard it over here. <laughs> Third person. It's like if you're in each oh. other's living rooms. Oh my god! Like, and it's like like Northside is just known to be not Minnesota nice. It's, yeah. it's exactly like right, what right. we need, you know. And so that makes it stand out in a different kind of way mm-hmm. in Minnesota nice. Um, <laughs> True North Legacy Group. Here we go. Like you just pick, go down, have some fun. They True read, North read out, Minneapolis yeah. Legacy. What the fuck? Well, you gotta read out loud for the people. Okay. Minneapolis got away with being a liberal city for quite a while, but the rot was deep. And the decline was inevitable. Now the city vies with Seattle, Chicago, and Baltimore as a haven for crime. When the crime was limited to minority neighborhoods, <gasps> Minneapolis' city fathers, to the extent any are left, were willing to put up with it. Oh my God! Yeah. But that is no longer true. Murder now reaches into the heart of, quote, progressive, end quote, Minnesota. Violence is general across a now lawless city. Is this a, just a, someone going on like some sort of monologues? Yeah. Nobody asked. Uh, it's an this? admin. Uh, an admin just randomly made this like dramatic yeah. pose? Okay. Yeah. But that isn't the worst of it. If you are a liberal, this cuts to the quick. <laughs> and then it's like some article What's about that? gunfire. Okay. Yep. The blacks are ruining our town. And I then heard. the next person, do I need a permit for an Intex pool? I put mine in the front yard this year because it gets full sun this year. Last year it was in the backyard. I take it down each fall and put it back up. Is this for an outside pool? I what guess. I don't know what an Intex pool is. I-N-T-E-X. Wow, that was like a weird post. I, I I I don't even actually know what that post meant. That first one. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. Get, we'll go to another one. Yeah, there's, I'm looking. So many of these like the shots fired. Or anybody been? Uh, people drinking stuff from my porch. It's like the next one. 
Store app, but no filters. Like zero. Wow. Wow. Listen to this one. <laughs> Thinking out loud. Another admin, by the way. I'm pretty sure this is run by a couple racists. Thinking out loud, if we had more trees, would North Minneapolis community members stop shooting up the block? Stop shooting each other? Trees, the solution? I'm not kidding. Trees, comma, <coughs> the solution? How long does it take an oak tree to get big, reach maturity? <laughs> what? <laughs> the oak tree reaching maturity within 20 to 30 years? Question mark? Most all the shooters will be stone cold dead by then. <laughs> what is happening? What the hell sort of half-baked bullcrap is this tree bullshit exactly? That's a legit post someone made? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let's read the comments of that. It's gold though, right? This is like, uh, every day, I'm just- I just wanna know who's gonna water the trees. <laughs> I've watched so many trees die or be killed by kids snapping the branches. Gators were put on some new trees but never filled with water. Do not plant trees in the front of apartment or rentals. Say what? Apparently, some of you don't know the worth of a tree because it's good for your health. It lowers your cost in energy. It's good for wildlife. There's a lot of great things about trees. Apparently, some people don't understand. Wow. The next person. We all understand the value of a tree, but we hate to see the tree die. What? Plant trees where they'll thrive. Where a homeowner will water. <laughs> I applaud the city's choice of trees this year, but they are not coming back and watering them, so they die. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> Why? I think they have about? an employee or two that their job is to water the new trees, but they're failing. They are failing. <laughs> so don't think we're monsters and tree haters, just the opposite. Whoa. Then the next person is a moderator. <laughs> trees won't fix anything, but more trees would give true Northsiders more things to hit with their cars. What is happening? This is who you decided to moderate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess if they want to not follow the rules of the road, they oh can hit the God. tree. Oh my God. A few trees planted in the middle of Dowling might slow down the traffic just a bit. Trees in Nomi are dangerous. They jump out in front of cars all the time. <laughs> I can't tell if this is like, I, you know how in improv we just do bits and stuff? I can't tell if this is like a cohort of people. I know. I can't tell either. At, at some point I'm like, this is a bit, but then I'm like, I think these people are for real. Uh, yeah. Somebody's here. I suspect Biden's gun violence plan will mirror LA's gun violence plan that was enacted after the LA riots of 1992 after the Rodney King assault verdict was announced. But this person does not talk about trees. I don't think trees are the quote answer end quote but remember how leafy it was before the tornado ripped up north side mature trees provide a lot of shade natural cooling which does help keep tempers in check for those that are they see many of those home are like brick ovens now yeah yeah the brick oven home conversation hear about that a lot if this logic were true Colorado would have hundreds of square miles of gang violence 
and the Mojave Desert of California will be soaked in blood. There is no correlation between trees and violence. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the science heads are here. We're here, and we're ready to fucking call you out of here. That's bad myth. The only thing a tree is going to do is maybe block a, full, a few bullets. Yeah. That, is that what you said? <laughs> no, that's what, oh. that's what somebody said. That's, that's partly true, along with giving oxygen. I don't know what the purpose of that light post wow. was, but you can see already. I am so glad that this is this is what I found. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I don't know if you can get an invite, but I'll send you screenshots. You have to. And with that, friends, good yeah. night. Good night. <laughs>